Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It is 3.09. Mark here. Just 51 minutes left to go on the Scoot Show on this cloudy November 9th. Scoot will be back on Monday. I'm the senior studio producer of Scoot on the Air and the assistant brand manager and program director here at WWL Radio, guest hosting today and tomorrow. Very glad to have this opportunity to talk with you. I know you know about the Saints playing on Sunday, but do you know exactly everything about the arrangement of that game? Well, let me tell you. We're going to take on the Vikings in Minnesota. Game day starts at 8 a.m. First up is First Take with Steve Geller and Charlie Long. Check in from your tailgate party with us. Give us a call. At 10 o'clock, we're going to go to the Bud Light Countdown to kick off with Bobby Heber and Steve Geller featuring Mike Dettelier. Kick off with Deuce and Haas is at high noon. I want you to turn down your TV and listen to the home team. Saints legend Deuce McAllister, voice of the Saints Mike Haas, and sideline reporter Jeff Nowak. And then after the game, blast off on the Ciroc Point After Show with the Cajun Cannon. On the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network, in other Saints news, we are giving away tickets to the next home game, which is December 3rd, if you can believe it. Like, yeah, they're not going to be back in the Dome for another calendar month, which kind of breaks my heart. But that means we have more chances to give away two tickets to the Saints-Lions game, plus a pair of VIP tailgate passes from the Bullseye Event Group. You've heard me talk about this before. It's a pretty sweet deal. You get an open bar with premium liquor, your premium brands. They got the Patron. They got the Grey Goose. They got, uh, I don't know, whatever the like nice bourbon is. Coleman, what's like the nice bourbon brand people are drinking right now? Uh... You don't drink bourbon. You're a beer guy. I mean, yeah, I drink Jägermeister as my liqueur, but no, right. I don't really do bourbon too much. I'm going to say Bullet, maybe Bullet Bourbon. I'm sure they got Bullet up there. Anyway, good stuff. Not just like the weird off-brand, you know, well liquors you've never heard of before. Really good stuff. Open bar, all you can drink. Also, have an all-you-can-eat buffet from celebrity chef Aaron May. This is all overlooking Champion Square. You get to hang out on this balcony. Yes, you, you, you feel like a god up there. You're looking down over all the other hoodats. They're all milling around like like little ants little plebeians down there on their way into the dome. It's really cool. And I want to, to go there. I want, I want you to go. It's very easy. You just go to WWL.com slash contests with an S on the end. If you don't put an S on the end, you won't quite get there. So go to WWL.com slash contests and enter for your chance to win the ultimate game day experience from Saints Radio and WWL. The whole thing takes about 45 seconds You are strongly encouraged to do that. Two more text messages. I'm going to rip off the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line before I get some cuts here. 
I was asking about uh, good first dates, bad first dates. Where would you take a first date? Where would you not want to take a first date? This texture says people should always act their wage. It's not guaranteed to get a second date. Houston's is always a safe bet. But if you're trying to impress, I'd recommend Desi Vega on St. Charles. Yeah, to the texter's first point. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to be like balling on the first date and pretending like you got more money than you really do. Oh, yeah, get whatever. You know, let's have 10 drinks and let's get, you know, filet mignon and I'll, I'll spend a couple hundred dollars on you. And then when it's time for the second date and you don't have that kind of scratch, you're going to feel a little bit stupid. It's going to be a little bit awkward. I've been burned a few times in my 20s. Do you, oh, you didn't act your wage back then? No, I did not act my wage. All right. Uh, here's a text that says, we met on Match.com 15 years ago. Our first date was at Applebee's by her choice. We've now been married for eight years and we would not change anything. Well, good for you. I mean, if she desires to go, if I was dating a woman, I don't think I would pick Applebee's. But if she said, I want to go to Applebee's, I would say, hell yeah, let's go to Applebee's. That sounds great. What do they got the, all the deals on the shrimp and uh, cheeseburgers? You know, I like that. All right. I was my, I had planned to do the news bomb at two o'clock as usual. Got caught up with some other stuff. So we'll do it now. I'm just going to run you through some headlines domestically and around the world. And we will start here. Maybe you saw it. Maybe you heard it. Last night, five Republican presidential candidates faced off at a debate sparring over foreign policy, abortion rights, and of course, Donald John Trump. At a debate in Miami hosted by NBC News, five Republican presidential candidates all say they support Israel, but they squabbled over China and Ukraine. Then we will go and end all for formal trade relations with China until they stop murdering Americans from fentanyl, something Ron has yet to say that he's going to do. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis squared off with Nikki Haley. She welcomed them into South Carolina, gave them land near a military base. Frontrunner Donald Trump, who skipped the debate and attended a rally instead, drew fire from former New Jersey. Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Anybody who's going to be spending the next year and a half of their life focusing on keeping themselves out of jail and courtrooms cannot leave this party or this country. Debate audio courtesy NBC News. I'm Jennifer King. Nikki Haley responded with ire, absolute disgust, as she and Vivek Ramaswamy traded barbs about TikTok. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. My adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer is actually to say that we're just going to ban one app. We got to go further. When did Republican debate audiences suddenly decide they don't like it when they insult each other? Was it, is it just Trump that can get away with that? Because I don't think Vivek Ramaswamy said anything that Donald Trump wouldn't have said or worse. And he didn't get booed for that sort of behavior. So I don't know what changed. Maybe nothing changed. But Vivek Ramaswamy seems so, so profoundly unlikable. I'm curious to see where this goes next for him. Meanwhile, Nikki Haley, who's climbing in the polls, she says that Donald Trump's time as president has passed. You know, everybody wants to talk about President Trump. Well, I can talk about President Trump. I can tell you that I think he was the right president at the right time. I don't think he's the right president now. I think that he put us $8 trillion in debt, and our kids are never going to forgive us for that. I think the fact that he used to be right on Ukraine and, and foreign issues, now he's getting weak in the knees and trying to be friendly again. 
peeking up from over that podium. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says frontrunner Donald Trump should be participating in these debates. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing. And of course, Donald Trump was not going to allow there to be a Republican candidate debate in Miami, Florida without inserting himself into that same scene just across town. He was looking to upstage that debate with a rally targeting South Florida's Cuban community. Crooked Joe Biden and the radical left Democrats are turning the United States into communist Cuba. And, you know, because we have a lot of great Cubans here, we have some great Cubans here. And nobody ever did more for Americans who love Cuba than a gentleman named Donald J. Trump when he was president. <laughs> you can kind of hear him swimming. Nobody ever did anything for um, uh, uh, people who love Cubans and the Cuban people. Nobody ever did as much for them as everybody that I did. I did Donald John Trump did that. He says this about everything, that he's the guy who did more for women or black people or the queers or the children or immigrants. He's always saying that he's the person who always did the most for them. And it almost always is the exact opposite of that case. Now, going back in sort of the other direction, you remember uh, the guy who broke into Nancy Pelosi's house and beat up her husband with that hammer? Well, he's going on trial today. Here's CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. Those charges run the gamut from attempted kidnapping of a federal official to attempted murder, residential burglary, assault with a deadly weapon, and attempted assault to a federal official. DePape had an active life online as someone who was perpetuating conspiracy theories about COVID and climate change, election fraud on January 6th, the deep state, and the power of tech companies to censor information. Well, I wish you the worst, Mr. DePape. Now, about our election earlier this week on Tuesday, questions have been raised about Election Day issues right here in the Deep South. People in Hines County, the most populated in Mississippi, are demanding answers why some polling places ran out of ballots in the most competitive governor's race in a generation. You had enough ballots there. I think they need more support staff. That's more tech savvy. Activists say election officials' failure is shocking, especially in a state where civil rights leaders were beaten or killed in the 1960s and earlier to secure voting rights for black residents. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Let's swing over to the Middle East. We'll hear from Karen Chamas. The White House has said Israel has agreed to a daily four-hour pause in fighting in northern Gaza. The White House confirmed that Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has agreed to President Joe Biden's request to institute daily pauses. U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said that the Israelis had committed to announcing each four-hour window at least three hours in advance. Kirby added that the pauses could help in the release of over 200 Israeli hostages held by Hamas. Biden had also told reporters that he had asked the Israelis for a pause longer than three days during negotiations over the release of some hostages held by Hamas. I'm Karen Chamas. And Israeli strikes have meanwhile continued to pound Gaza City as thousands of Palestinians flee and Israeli ground incursion continues. 
The gunfire in Gaza City heated up as Israel's military released a video of ground troops firing at what they say are Hamas targets in the area. Meanwhile, Israeli military strikes have hit areas throughout Gaza. In the northern town of Betlahia, residents scramble to retrieve survivors and dead bodies out from the rubble of a destroyed building. A man covered in black dust and blood kneels by a corpse and weeps as a man nearby puts an arm on his shoulder to comfort him. Israel's military is focusing its operations on Gaza City. Israel says Hamas has its main military infrastructure and tunnels in the area, which is home to around 650,000 people. I'm Karen Chamas. More from Karen Chamas are our AP correspondent over there tomorrow. Let's step away and get a look at traffic, and we're going to come back with Jennifer Hogue-Manuel, who's a fur-bearer biologist, a biologist of all things fur-bearing, and she's also the manager of LDWF's Coastwide Nutria Control Program. The Nutria, you know, they're thinking, they're thinking ahead. You know, marshes aren't cool anymore. You know what's cool? Swamps. They're moving into the swamps. They're done eating grass. Now they want to start eating trees. Could be a problem. We'll talk to Jennifer about that after we come back. I'm Ian Hoken for Scoot. Shoot me a text. Give me a call. 504-260-1870. BRB. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Reading now from NOLA.com. Nutria have torn through Louisiana swamps. Could they be coming? Oh, I'm sorry. Louisiana's marshes. Could they be coming for the Cypress swamps next? Nutria are to be blamed for eating through several hundred acres of Louisiana marsh each year, and they appear to be moving inland to gnaw away at the state's treasured swamplands. It could be that they've eaten themselves out of house and home, said Jennifer Manuel, who's the manager of the State Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Nutria Control Program. And Jennifer joins us on the air right now. Jennifer, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so this article came across my desk about a week ago after you gave this interview to the paper. We've known about the hazards that Nutria posed to our wetlands for a long time now. What's changed? Why is this in the news today? Well, this is this is not a new issue. Um, Nutria have always posed an issue to cypress swamps because 
we've been doing plantings in the cypress swamps for several decades, um, and nutria have been a problem to these these plantings that have been done by state agencies and nonprofit groups um, since the 1980s. So uh, we've had to adapt and find ways to to help protect those those new seedlings when when they're planted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh- what are the different things that you do in your program to control nutria? Sure. We have the Coastwide Nutria Control Program, which is going into its 22nd year. Wow. Uh, it's funded by QIPRA, which is the Coastal Wetland Planning Protection and Restoration Act, the federal act. It's federal money. Um, it encompasses all of the coastal marsh, which is south of I-10 and I-12. And so people can register for the program. They can go to Nutria.com, register for the program, and then they can go and hunt property that they own, property that they lease, or one of the available public land properties. And we pay them $6 a tail. Wow, $6 a tail. It, is that mm-hmm. ever going to get – When does that price move up or down ever? Yeah, I mean, when it started out – in 2002, we paid $4 a tail, and then after Katrina, it was raised to $5 a tail, and then in 2019, it was raised to $6 a tail. So there is a plan to incrementally raise that that price over time. Okay. Uh, this article I'm reading has a great picture of you doing an aerial survey over the marshland. What is mm-hmm. it that you're looking for that shows you that there's nutrient damage there? Kind of paint the picture for us. What are you looking sure. out for? We're looking for eat-outs um, in the marsh, so it's it's pretty easy to spot from the air. You can actually see the nutria from the air. We're only flying at about a height of about 80, 80 feet, 80 to 100 feet, so we're pretty low to the ground. So you can see the nutria running around, and we're looking for areas of, of bare mud where they've denuded the marsh of all vegetation. So bare mud is basically a clear sign that there's been nutria through there. And you can see in the photo... I mean, they leave these these tracks. It's almost like a, a, a snail trail. You know, you can see where they've been. Why, why do they eat like that? Is there any particular reason you could point to? Um, I, I'm not sure why they, they kind of leave those tracks other than just being creatures of habit. They like to follow the same paths, uh-huh. um, just like any other wildlife. Yeah. So they have these platforms that they'll build out in the marsh, and that's kind of their home base. And then they'll follow these these trails around the marsh and nutria like to eat the roots of the plant so they'll travel through these little pathways and they'll pull up the plant eat the roots and then generally they'll waste the rest of the plant they don't eat the leaves so uh, they'll follow these paths denude the marsh pretty easily and then once they start in one spot it kind of spreads out like a disease and they'll the spots can get bigger and bigger and then as the population grows they can kind of really spread out from there and cause quite a lot of damage. I didn't really know this until recently, but uh, wetlands damage from nutria is not just a problem that's exclusive to Louisiana. They also have serious issues from coast to coast. They got them in California. They got them in Maryland. Um, Tell us how nutria arrived in Louisiana in the first place, and then tell us how did they get to California and Maryland? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, they're they're a problem pretty much across the the country. Um, They got here in the early to mid-1930s. They were brought here um, by entrepreneurs who thought they could raise them for the fur and and the meat. Um, And when that didn't pan out, they were released. Um, Similar situations happened in other states. Uh, certainly in California, as, as far back as the late 1800s, they were bringing nutrient in for various reasons, farming reasons. 
So I'm sure most states probably have a similar story where they were brought in by entrepreneurs who thought it would be a good source of fur for the burgeoning fur market in the early part of the 1900s. And then when that just didn't pan out, they were released. Uh, okay, thank you for that. As the, as the nutria move from the grassy marshes into the more wooded, swampy areas, how does that change your approach to eradicating them and tracking where they are? We have quite a lot of cypress swamp that is included as part of the coastal, uh, coastwide nutria control program, and we have quite a lot of participants who participate in those areas. Um, certainly, Cypress swamps tend to be a little bit easier to access than our coastal marshes. The bayous are a little bit deeper. They can get um, a standard boat in versus a lot of the marshes might require different kinds of equipment, a shallow water boat or an airboat in order to access all of the areas. So um, we've seen increases in participation in cypress swamps. So more people are hunting those areas. And um, that really helps, you know, keep the population down and help ensure that there's um, more success when they go and do cypress plantings. Okay, thank you. Uh, and look, I know you're a fur bearer biologist and not a, a, a necessarily a tree or a forestry specialist, but I, I wanted to ask you this anyway because I've, I've always been curious about this. Um, before I have the job, before I had the job that I have now, I was a tour guide in the French Quarter, and mm -hmm. I would, you know, take people around and talk to them about architecture and ecology and culture and food. And I would get to a point where I would describe what Louisiana's virgin cypress forests looked like 100 years ago. And I described it as something similar in grandeur and scope to the California redwoods. And it mm -hmm. was a sobering moment on my tours when I asked my guests to consider what a tragic loss that would be if people, settlers in Northern California, had just logged all the redwoods without even really thinking twice about it. I, I asked my guests to consider what a tragic loss that would have been. And then I asked them to consider that's what we did here. That's what we did. We, we destroyed something that was every bit as beautiful and bountiful and useful and precious and holy as the California redwoods. We had that here and we destroyed it. Do you think that's a fair comparison? Um, I really can't speak on that. As you said, I'm not a forester and I don't have a lot of experience with the history of, of the cypress logging industry here in Louisiana. But, um, yeah, I think you're entitled to your opinions on that and, and um, could be a fair comparison. Okay. I mean, that, yeah, I know I, I thought it was kind of a wacky question to ask, but I wanted <laughs> to ask it anyway. Well, okay, so where maybe you could say uh, where's like the last remaining really virgin cypress stands? Are there any still out there? Yeah, I mean, I think the closest you can get is kind of the northern Atchafalaya Basin. Uh -huh. still has quite a lot of nice cypress swamp. Great. I'll have to make it out there sometime. Anything else you want our uh, audience to know before we let you go, Jennifer? No, I guess I just want to reiterate, if you want to learn more about our control program, please go to Nutria.com. Nutria.com. Oh, you know what? There is one other thing I wanted to ask you. I had a very difficult time researching this uh the, the material for this interview because i keep searching for nutria and i just get stonewalled by a million articles about nudie the pet nutria who just sucked all the oxygen out of the room in the news cycle where nutria stuff is concerned do you have any feelings about keeping nutria as pets uh 
I really can't speak on that other than they are an invasive species that causes quite a lot of damage, and people should be mindful of that before they consider it as a pet. I think that's just right. My guest is Jennifer Manuel, a fur bearer biologist and manager of the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Coastwide Nutria Control Program. Jennifer, nice meeting you. Thank you for your time, your work, and your way. Take care. Thank you. All right. Adios. I'm going to come back and talk to everybody who's waiting on the Oakland Art Jewelers Talk and Text Line. That could include you. Give me a call, 504-260-1870. Anything you want to say about that debate last night? We can just kind of do that for a minute. I am also going to talk to a friend of mine uh, from the theater community. He's going to be on in a minute. Give me a call, 504-260-1870. I'm Ian Hoke, and I'll be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Tiger fans, LSU is battling Florida Saturday in Death Valley. Our coverage starts at 2 p.m. Mike Dettelier and Herb Tyler are there for the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger tailgating show. And they're live, baby, at Acme Oyster House in Baton Rouge. Come on, size up the matchup at Acme with 16 surround sound TVs and the best drink specials. It's a great place to hang out and talk LSU football, all thanks to the good folks at Map Construction. LSU's pregame show starts at 4.30. Kickoff with Chris Blair is at 6.30. Tigers, Gators, Saturday on WWL and streaming live on the free audio. App. If you are not going to go to that game or watch that game, you may instead going to see One Piece at the Ty Tracy Theater. If you grew up in the hood, you may know that is the old Nord Theater in Gallier Hall. Joining me on the line right now is Jack Lampert. He's the director of the show called One Piece, which is closing this weekend. Is that right, Jack? That's correct. We have four performances tonight. Tomorrow night, Saturday night, and Sunday matinee at 2 p.m. Okay, that's quite a spread. That's options. Okay, uh, tell us all about the play. Why should people come see it? What is it? What's it about? Well, it is obviously called One Piece. It's a, we call it One Piece, a splashy musical. Um, if you took all the, the, the movie musicals of the late 40s, early 50s, and you put them into a production of 42nd Street, where the ingenue goes on for the star, that's the show you're going to see. It's a big takeoff on the old Esther Williams, who was a swimming a Hollywood swimming star who had all of her movies where she swam in the pool with synchronized swimmers. And it, it's very, very funny. It, it uh, was written locally um, by a gentleman named Randy Bibb. He wrote the music, the lyrics. He composed the, the songs, everything, the book. And wow. it's very, very, very funny. Um, there's lots of, like, uh, old jokes in it that are new again. You know? That <laughs> sounds great. Like that kind of a vibe. Oh, people it's should very, be into that. Great. Absolutely. And it's, it's family-friendly, so any age can see it. Great. Um, and it's just it's a lot of fun, great music, funny costume, fun costumes, funny lines, great cast. We have a great cast of um, actors, all local, 
So it's, you know, and, it, and it's so much fun to be in the Ty Tracy Theater. Yeah, tell um, us about that. I, I haven't been in there yet, and I know there's a lot of people listening who probably went through there, you know, many decades ago, but it, it's got I, kind of a I facelift. Did. And now, yeah, yeah, well, there we are. And now it's, uh, we have like really a, a, a state of the art theater is, in Gallier yeah. Hall. Tell me about what's in there. That's correct. It's uh, it's a state like you said. It's state of the art theater. They have a beautiful, beautiful stage, a beautiful uh, lobby. Which when I was at Nord Theater many, many, many years ago, we did not have a lobby at all. Um, and it's you know beautiful dressing rooms. Um, the theater is really well equipped. Wonderful lights. Wonderful sound equipment. Uh, it, it's just got everything that really de- is deserving of putting on a wonderful show. And it's so great to be in that space and be doing musicals again. I know that Ty Tracy would be really proud of what's happening in that space right now. <laughs> That's terrific. Um, how, what, what's like the capacity in there? How, how big a theater are we it's talking 104. about? It's not that big. It's 104 seats. Oh, I think 104 every- is perfect. I love it. I'm it so- I interrupted, but please continue. That's all right. No, every seat is, there's not a, a bad seat in the house. So the way the theater is can, can, you know, put together, every seat is a good seat with a clear view of the stage. Cool, man. Um, tell us quickly about the Crescent City Theater Alliance. That's the company that's well, produced the show. What, what is that organization that is about? The group. Um, well, it, this is our first show, which we hope to uh, perform more and, and grow as an organization. Mm-hmm. We're a 501 c so donations are always appreciated. But, uh, um, you know, we're hoping this was formed by um, Scott Delante and his wife, Beth. Uh, they are the producers. And um, it was just, it came about actually by Randy Bibb and Scott being next door neighbors and sitting on their front porches one day just kind of chatting and Randy happened to mention that he had written this play and Scott said, well, let me read it. And he read it. And all of a sudden they decided let's put on a show basically. And that's, that's great. Randy, Randy put together the uh, Crescent, uh, not Randy, sorry, Scott put together the Crescent city theater Alliance and, and um, you know, got a 501 C on it. And that's how it all came to be. And it's just been a wonderful, wonderful experience. For everyone. I'm so glad to hear it. Uh, best of luck to everybody in the Crescent City Theater Alliance. It's a big deal to start a theater company, especially in this economy. Uh, I, I wish absolutely, absolutely the best for you. And um, so I just want to remind the audience, if you like mid-century musicals, and you like to laugh, and you want to, you know, get downtown, get yourself a little dinner, go have a pre-show cocktail, go have a post-show cocktail, Absolutely. go do it. Go see One Piece at the Thai Tracy Theater at Gallier Hall. And how can people get tickets and find more information, they can, Jack? They can go, well, they can go to our website, which is www.onepiecemusical.com. And One Piece is all one word. So it's onepiecemusical.com. We're on Facebook. Uh, tickets will be available at the door. Uh, Great. Tickets are $25. Uh, they're $20 for students with a student ID. So we, you know, we really are encouraging everyone to please come see it and support this new organization. And if nothing else, see a fabulous show.
That's great. That's Alpha and Omega. But man, go see the fabulous show and support this Absolutely. organization. Best of luck to you, Jack. Nice meeting you. Have a great rest of your run, and congratulations. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, sir. Anytime. Okay. We'll, we'll have you back. Okay. Uh, we'll step away here and get a look at traffic with Dave Brandon, and I'm going to come back and uh, get ready to say goodbye, tell you what we got coming up on the show tomorrow. It'll be free-for-all Friday, but I kind of can't help myself. I'm going to invite some people in here to have intellectual and informative conversations with us while we're also having fun and getting ready for a great weekend. I'm Ian Hoken for Scoot on WWL, and I will be right back. Stick around. Did you watch the Country Music Awards last night? Did you see Tracy Chapman become the first black woman ever to win a Country Music Association Award 35 years after she wrote Fast Car? Reading now from Tennessean.com, country star Luke Combs' cover of Fast Car won a CMA award for Song of the Year. At the 57th CMAs, the award goes to the writer of the winning song, though Combs also brought home a trophy for the song because it won Single of the Year. That award goes to the performer. Combs' country-fied reimagining of the song, which he released on his 2023 album, Getting Old, hit number one on Billboard's Country Airplay chart. We played it on this show a couple times. I think it's a great cover. I think Tracy Chapman's original is unimpeachable, but I think Mr. Combs did a good job, and I'm glad to see that they're remembering that Tracy Chapman exists and that they, they've got not only her permission but her participation in this, that, that makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Chapman could not be there, but she wrote a note. I'm sorry I couldn't join you tonight. It is truly an honor for my song to be newly recognized after 35 years after its debut. Thank you to the CMAs and a special, length, uh, special thanks to Luke Combs and all of the fans of Fast Car. Fast Car is on a list of probably 10 songs that I have to be pretty careful about listening to if I'm in anything but like a great mood. Because it, it gets my heartstrings. And if I think about it too much, I, it might make me start to well up a little bit. I might get kind of leaky. Watch your face flush right now, Ian. You're just because thinking I'm about it. Because I'm just thinking about it. You're just thinking about it. She just wants to be someone. <laughs> she, just, she thought she could be someone. And then her stupid husband didn't get on the board with her. And. And then he, he didn't get a job, and, and she had to keep working at the checkout. And then she she gave everything she had to that relationship, and then he just drank it all away. And she couldn't drive away in that fast car fast enough, and it's just a, it's a— Hey, you see those onions right there that you're chopping up true, on the— uh, It's truly yeah, a miracle You can't do story. that in the studio. Oh, Stop God. chopping up the what onions is in the studio. It in oh, my God. Reading now from TheHill.com, Steve Martin is, quote, so proud that his book was banned— by a Florida school district. Reading now from the article, so proud to have my book Shop Girl banned in Collier County, Florida, Martin said. Now people who want to read it will have to buy a copy. Collier County, Florida has also banned other titles that might surprise you to include Catch-22 by Joseph Heller, which uh, honestly, going to be really honest with you, couldn't finish it. Hated it. Didn't understand why people liked that book. If if, if there's no other reason that just like books at the time weren't very good. I don't know. It doesn't hold up very well. It was hard for me to follow. I don't think I laughed out loud once. Next, Collier County Public Schools have also banned Flowers for Algernon. Why would you ban Flowers for Algernon? What a great, uplifting story. I remember seeing and reading Flowers for Algernon when I was in like eighth grade. 
And I remember a lot of that story because it had a big impact on me. I don't know why you would ban that. Also banned, 16 titles by Stephen, uh, Stephen King, 7 by Anne Rice, and Leo Tolstoy's Anna Karenina. Strange days, friends. On the program tomorrow, we're going to have David Schultz to talk about the 2024 presidential race, plus analysis on this week's election results in Kentucky, Mississippi, Virginia, and, of course, Ohio. Over the course of the last couple hours, I have rescheduled my conversation with Matthew in Ukraine. He'll be here at 2.20. At 3.20, I'm going to talk to Keep Louisiana Beautiful Executive Director Susan Russell about the LSU Litter Institute. Interesting. Stick around for Sports Talk and Thursday Night Football. I'm Ian Hoke on WWL. See you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.